Welcome to Greenwood on Deck with your host, Clay Sprouse. We are meeting our talented residents who are shaping the social and cultural landscape of Greenwood, South Carolina. Greenwood on Deck is a production of CES and presented by Anchor. Welcome back in. We are finally back on the Greenwood On Deck podcast after a long hiatus. As I've told you all on Facebook, election time took up a little bit of my time. With today's guest, I wanted to make sure to get him on the podcast before officially joining the Greenwood School District 50 School Board. So my guest today is David Trent. David, thank you for joining me today. Glad to be here. We're coming here from Howard's. And uh, what did you get to eat there? I got a number five. That's usually what I get. I like the little sliced apple on top of it. And is that, that a green apple there? Yeah, it is a green apple. Excellent. So, yeah, I, very nice. I tried something new. I actually kind of went out of went out of the ordinary and went with the chicken Caesar wrap. So mm. I think that we need to start the podcast by making sure that we have full disclosure. Okay. So David does sit on the school board for District 50. Uh, I have just been newly elected to the school board. Mm-hmm. However, I have not been sworn in yet, so I am not, I'm not an official member. Uh, but also, y'all need to know that David and I go way back. Uh, we go back, I don't know how many years, 25 years at least, yes. of knowing each other. We're, we're very close friends, and we have been for a long time. So I think that that needs to be kind of part of the podcast and, and that you all understand. And we're going to touch a little bit on the school board today, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to kind of go in another direction with you. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate that. So with that said, let's start out with this. What is your what is your history with Greenwood? Uh, my history with Greenwood started in uh, March of 1979. When I, <laughs> when I was born here, uh, as I always tell my mother, on a, a cold, snow-filled day. And of course, she says that's wrong. It's actually warm and sunny outside. Uh, but yeah, I was born here. Um, it's actually funny. My parents were in the military prior to moving here, and my dad um, was considering a change that was actually going to send them possibly to Greece. So it was always the funny story of it was either Greece or Greenwood, you know. So which were um, very different places uh, from each other. So. Um, but, but anyway, yeah. So I've been, I grew up here and um, left for a little while uh, for college uh, down in Charleston at the Citadel. And then um, um, I got married here in 2003. And uh, my wife and I actually lived in Anderson for a while uh, when I was working for the bank up there. And, um, and then we came back uh, to Greenwood uh, permanently in 2014. Well, I, you've given me a lot of information, so let's see where I want to start with that. You are a 1998 graduate of Emerald High School. Yes, we graduated. Vikings. We graduated from high school together. Let's go to the Citadel for a second. Okay. Uh, you majored in 
political science. You were a poli-sci grad, uh, grad just like myself. That's right. When you graduated from the Citadel, did you stay around Charleston any longer, or did you, did you take uh, off at that point? Actually, yeah, I did stay for a, a short time. I, um, I worked for a very, very brief time as a, the South Carolina's worst police officer <laughs> ever. Uh, I, I, uh, I, it was um, it was a good experience, but um, it was it was a job that um, that I knew was 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 not for for me um, at that time. I, I don't know if they still do it, but it was a department where you had a a shift change every every month. You were on a different shift, and uh, as a newly married couple, I felt like we saw the back of each other's heads more than than anything. So. Um, I decided to do something a little bit more dangerous, so I got into banking and <laughs> been doing that uh, ever, ever since. So um, when when you start when you start a career in banking, do you start at the t bottom of the totem pole and you just have to work your way yeah, up? Yeah, most people do. I, I was fortunate at that time. Um, Capital Bank um, had a, um, a pretty cool little management training program that they had started, and um, you basically started on the teller line. You worked on the teller line for um, sort of a probationary period uh, and to, to see, see how well you did there and then you moved on to different areas of the bank and um, I ended up working in our um, credit department um, for, for a good while before I was actually sent to uh, to Anderson to work at uh, a new branch that we had opened up there. So. I want to get into the banking a little bit mm -hmm. more but Real quickly, um, Stacy, your mm -hmm. wife, mm -hmm. where is she from? She's from Simpsonville. She's from Simpsonville. So how did, how exactly did y'all meet? Did y'all cross paths in Charleston? Uh, we actually met um, a friend of mine um, that had left the Citadel after his sophomore year. Um, he had come to Lander, and um, we reconnected right after, in fact, like the week or so after I graduated, I was up here in Greenwood, and um, we... I called him up, said, "Hey, what you doing?" You know, and um, and we met. And his uh, his now wife was a sorority sister of Stacy's, and so wow. we kind of got together through mutual friends. Very so, good. Yeah. And you guys have been married since when now? Since two thousand three. Fifteen years. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's a lot. And you got and so that everyone knows, you have four kids. I have four children. Four children. Mm -hmm. uh, Three girls or three girls and one boy. Right. Okay. I have uh, ten-year-old twin girls. I have a nine-year-old, and then my son is eight. Wow, so, that's yeah. a that's a lot to put in in a, in a short amount of time. It, it is prior to forty years old. Yeah, it's kind of like I feel like we had a litter of puppies instead <laughs> of uh, instead of individual pregnancies. Right. Um, but people always give my wife, you know, these these accolades of oh, I can't believe you had four kids and. You know, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, hey, don't give her too much credit. It was just three pregnancies, okay? It wasn't four. So, uh, she didn't but, do that much. Yeah, uh, she's not superwoman or anything like that. But uh, but no, she really is for putting up with uh, with me and uh, all the time and, and our children who, they're sweethearts, they're great. But sometimes they act like ISIS terrorists sometimes, <laughs> too. So she, she deals with a lot. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about your role at South State Bank. Mm -hmm. For folks out there that don't know, South State was Park Sterling. Correct. And Bank of America. Well, it was Bank of America, right, before that. Well, So it was a big, it was a no, well, not larger bank. South State, a couple years ago, bought um, 
I think 12 or 13 Bank of America branches when Bank of America left smaller markets like Abbeville and Newberry and Greenwood and um, and that's how they initially came to Greenwood was the acquisition of a couple of the Bank of America branches um, but it's uh, South State's a um, actually was started in Orangeburg in the 1930s oh, okay. and headquartered in Columbia right now on well, what I find interesting about it is is it's still uh, I am a I'm a member of South State Bank I, it's still a um, Still has a very small, a small town feel to it, even though you know now it's got the power of a lot more branches. Mm-hmm. And those of you that don't know, South State has been very active in the community. Uh, you guys came up here and did a, did a promotional thing up here at Howard's, and you all are members of the Chamber of Commerce and, and do a lot of other different things in the community, some very admirable things. But this is my question, and this is more of a, just a curiosity piece for me. So you are a VP with South State Bank, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. How come banks have so many vice presidents? <laughs> Where does that come from? Well, you um, normally in banks you have um, a certain uh, certain level of an officer. You know, someone maybe starts out if they're lending money as a banking officer, and then they're sort of promoted as they go along to assistant vice president and all that kind of stuff or vice president but it's just um, more, more reflects your your time and service and, 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 and kind of what your particular management level is is, is, is how your title is but so yeah, it, would take like, me, it would take me a while to be a <laughs> is that what you're getting I'm vice president of, of, of trash department is, 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 is what I do you know so um, you know so does South State have any big plans uh, in, in the coming months and, and year maybe? Do you guys have anything coming up or you kind of just, y'all stay a steady course most of the time? Yeah, we, um, you know, we're always looking for, you know, new opportunities um, in, in, in the markets we serve. Um, we've, um, we sponsored the, um, the state of the city and county um, last, uh, two weeks ago, which was, um, which was a good event to kind of be, you know, be out in the community. So we always have, um, we always have our, our eyes open for things that we can partner, uh, our organization we can partner with, and, and 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 stay engaged in the community. But yeah, I'm sure we'll have some more events planned, and we'll have our uh, our squirrel mascot. Staff I was going to go somewhere. with the squirrel, <laughs> yeah. the squirrel mascot. Yeah, he made an appearance um, <laughs> here at Howard's, and um, he had a good time. Um, you know, we kept him away from having too many IPAs and all that kind of stuff. But um, and he actually was um, at the Healthy Learner Spelling Bee, um, stashing cool. some good time over there. And um, can the squirrel spell? Uh, he can. He can spell. He's technically what you call a silent mascot, so he can make some gestures on spelling. Um, he can certainly add. Um, oh, okay. Very, well, of very, course. Very good yeah. at add. Uh, that adding, makes sense. And, um, teaching kids about savings accounts, but um, I think he actually was um, teaching some of the guys from Bad Weather States about uh, spelling and saving money and all that kind of stuff. It's so, so funny because I, I swear I thought this thing was a, a beaver, <laughs> but, but it turned out to be a squirrel. Yeah, and, and, and sometimes it can be a little scary to children because I think sometimes, depending on how hot it is, the, the squirrel can, um, can kind of sweat a little bit, and then sometimes... He may look like a squirrel that has rabies or something like that. So I just, I, I don't like the kids to be too afraid 
mustache, but he's he's always friendly. So, um, so what other organizations in in town are you involved with? Obviously, you just mentioned uh, your role with the bank and the bank being a part of the Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you are very active with them. Mm-hmm. You actually got to do the keynote speech at the city at the state of the city address. But for you on a personal level, are you involved with any other organizations in town? Yeah, I'm actually um, involved with um, with uh, United Way. Um, I'm involved with the investment committee right now with United Way, and uh, joined the board last year, and um, have enjoyed um, working with with our United Way staff, particularly our new, um, the new director of United Way, um, Maricel Lissa, and, um, and kind of the direction, you know, the new sort of plans for United Way and, and some sort of things that we've got going on to work on some more collective impact. And how long um, has the United Way been in Greenwood? They've been here for a long, long, long time, time, haven't they? Yeah, long time. Wonderful, wonderful organization. Mm-hmm. They do so many great things. Well, let's, let's shift our focus a little bit. Before I do go into the school board thing, sure, sure. Um, one thing that you didn't mention before and I've been meaning to ask you was your parents. Mm-hmm. So, for those of you that don't know David Trent, his parents um, dedicated their lives to health care. Mm-hmm. Uh, your mother is a retired nurse. Right. Am I correct on that? Mm-hmm. And your father was a pediatrician. Am That's I correct right. on that? That's right. So, uh, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm ashamed to say this, but I would only admit this on the podcast. What was your dad's first name? Howard. Howard, that's right. Okay, yeah. I knew that. And now people, I know if our friends listen to this interview, they're going to go, Clay, that's weak. <laughs> that's weak that you didn't know that. But I always knew him as Buddy. Yeah, that's Buddy right. or he, Dr. Trent. He hated the name Howard. Uh, my <laughs> grandfather was Howard Jr., so my dad was Howard Howard Edgar Trent III. Right. He, and he went by, um, he went by, by, by Buddy. My grandfather didn't like the name Howard either. Right. I don't know why the family kept continuing to name these children. But you didn't get Howard. No. And you were the only son. He said, no more. There's not going to be a Howard the Fourth. Uh, he named me after his, his favorite uncle, was his Uncle David. So... Um, but yeah, he was, he was, he was, for all intents and purposes, he was, he was Buddy. Buddy Trent was a very popular pediatrician mm-hmm. in town. Now, when did he stop practicing? He stopped practicing around 90, 92, or 93, around right. that time. He had, um, he had, they had a practice, it was, it was Greenwood Pediatrics was, was where he was with, um, with Dr. John Moore and Dr. Wiggins, and um, the dad was actually deployed in the first Gulf War, and um, they had some, when he came back, they basically were kind of, were in the talks of probably kind of disbanding the practice right at, at that time, and um, he was actually involved in a, um, a pretty bad car accident when he got back from 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 service and um, was out of commission for, for a while right. and so um, it was something that they probably thought was inevitable was to, to start closing the practice but um, ended up closing the practice and then and dad got better recovered he spent had actually spent a lot of time at uh, uh, recovery center at Duke um, actually he was on active duty so the army sort of took control of him after he was um, Stabilized in Greenville, and he spent a lot of time at the uh, Eisenhower Hospital. Yeah, yes, ma'am. Um, and in Augusta, Georgia, and then um, 
he really he really bounced back. He, he re took all of his boards and all that kind of stuff because he wanted people to know that he was he was on the up and up. And um, he worked with the um, the residency program, family medicine residency program at Montgomery Center. Montgomery Center for, for right. a while, and then uh, and then ended up retiring. Right. So. Now you you said you moved back to Greenwood when? What 2014. 2014. So mm -hmm. this was after your father had passed away, correct? Yeah, he so, passed away in 2009. So there's probably a lot of people in the community that know David Trent that mm -hmm. never knew Buddy Trent. That's, that's and, and, and what I hope to convey to folks who are listening to the podcast is anyone who knows David Trent knows that you're a very funny, witty uh, guy. You, you're very quick. You, all, you got all that from Buddy. He was exactly the same. He was a very funny fella. And um, and so uh, we, we miss Buddy Trent a lot, but uh, I know that, I know that uh, your dad would be very proud of the work you're doing now. And I think that's a great segue into your role on the school board. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's where a lot of folks in the community know you. Mm -hmm. And again, um, just to repeat the disclaimer from earlier, Yes, uh, we are going to be colleagues on the school board, but I am not currently a school board member, so I think that everyone needs to be aware of that. So, uh, you were elected in 2016, mm -hmm. am I correct on that? That's correct. Uh, when you ran against incumbent Tom Miller, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm sure that uh, you learned a lot of things on the campaign, and uh, from what I understand, Tom Miller was a very well-respected school board member as well, sure. but I think that the change started there mm -hmm. and a lot a lot of folks that ran in this current election including my opponent decided to dodge the question of why do you think there was so much interest in the 2018 school board race so can you maybe give some insight sure. into that why 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 did the greenwood community find so much interest in this particular school board race well, i tell you um and and, and speaking of, of tom tom miller was um was, from what I observed, a very engaged school board member. Um, he, um, unfortunately, the way we're set up right now, um, there's nine school board members. Um, we, we, we all serve through, from, a, from a single seat district level. And so if you want to get involved in the school board, um, you have to challenge an incumbent. You know, so there's some districts that are similar in size to ours that have um, uh, sometimes a combination of uh, single district members and they also have what they call at-large seats so anybody can run for those at-large seats doesn't matter where you live but um, so I, I, I saw I really sat back and saw for many years where we had um, uh, school board seats that were going they were empty. You know, you had you had you didn't have any challengers. You had um, you know people that were that ended up get, getting elected as write-in candidates. Um, and uh, we, I, I felt like it was. I had ideas and, and, and concerns that, that I just couldn't sit back anymore and not try and step in there and, and help with those concerns. You know, um, Tom actually in one of the candidate forums at Lander mentioned that and he stated that there's not a lot of there's there's not been a lot of interest in the school board elections he he, he praised me for for stepping up to the plate and he said at that time there were five school board seats that were up for election at that time and he said only one was changed so um 
fast forward to 2018, and we had a heck of a lot of interest in the school board. And I think that people people see things out there. They see the size district that we are. They see the the you know the the budget that our district has, which is which is huge um, in comparison to say the city or county budget. And they think about um, the resources that we have. They think about the tough job that teachers are doing. And then they look at sort of the performance metrics that are out there. And they say, why is Greenwood, you know, performing at such an average level? Why, why are we there? And they want to they figure out what they can do to, um, to get our district, you know, where, where it should be. You know, um, so I think that that drove a lot of people into to, to wanting to, to join the school board, and I think people came out like yourself this year that that have young kids that are going to be entering into our, our school district in the next couple of years, and you want to set a good ground, you want to set the, a good a good foundation right. for these children to be successful. Um, Unbelievable! So, yeah. I I have never. I've never been a part of a process like this. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when, and, and I've made it pretty clear that I was the first candidate to announce that I was running. I, I announced back in the middle of April mm -hmm. in 2018. So by the time election day had rolled around, I had been doing this for months. Mm -hmm. Never knew the kind of passion that was, was inside of people out in Greenwood for the school board. Um, but, you know, the Index Journal really put it pretty eloquently a couple days after Election Day in an editorial, and they said, you know, we had all these other things going on during a midterm election, but the midterms in Greenwood brought out over 50%, right. almost 60%, which is astronomical numbers for a midterm election. Mm -hmm. And the Index made the point that it was school board that was the talk of the town. Right. And so, yeah, we got a lot of responsibility on our hands here. Mm -hmm. um, now... I, I've got my own ideas, and I and and I don't want to use, I don't want to use my podcast as a platform for what my viewpoints are. That was not the purpose of this podcast. The purpose is to meet people out in Greenwood. So, with that said, can, can you give us a couple of bullet points as to what you feel like are the biggest challenges to District Fifty, or and or what is it that we need to be focusing on most? Well, I think the the biggest challenges, you know, are you know, we've got to make sure that the world sees, you know, all the great things that we do have going on in the district. We, we, we've got to kind of change the narrative, and it just it, it can't be, you know, that people just see the outside world sees these test scores where they are, and that's that's the only thing that they take away from it is that. Um, I don't want to relocate here, or I'm not going to send my children to these schools because they're underperforming. And that's that's what it looks like when you see see the data that's out there. Um, we have we have a lot of great things going on. We've got a lot of wonderful, smart children out there. Um, I always like the line from uh, from Goodwill Hunting where he refers to his friend as wicked smart. You know, we've got some wicked smart teachers. And kids out there, no doubt about it. Um, but we have, um, we've got to change that narrative. We've got to to 
um, beef up our, our PR skills and say, hey, um, we've, we've got some issues. We're going to correct those issues. We're going we're gonna to work on these, on these, on these uh, schools that have students that are not on grade level and whatever. We're going to take care of this. But also look at the other things that we have to offer as well. Yeah. But to be fair, sometimes perception is reality. Yeah. yeah. And if that's how people from the outside are viewing District 50, there may be some truth to that. Mm -hmm. and, and, Yes, I'm an elected officer, uh, uh, an elected official now, so it's kind of easy for me to say this, but kudos to Greenwood for stepping up and saying, you know what, we want to go in a different direction. Mm -hmm. We're going to change things across the board, whether it was the mayoral race or whether it was school board. Right. Greenwood really showed up to the polls, and, and they made their voices loud and clear. And I agree with you. Fundamentally, test scores don't tell the whole story. Right. But there are some things going on that do need to be corrected, and we can't, while we do need to focus on positives and, and, and getting those positives out there, we can't just stay focused on that. Oh, yeah. there ha these things have to be corrected. Well, I think it's just, it's like anything. You've got to, you've got to address your weak points, and you, you, we, we've got to figure out, we've got to get back down to basic, you know, fundamentals. We, we, we have to look at I think you have to start at the elementary level and say, what, what do our teachers and schools need at the elementary level as far as dollars and resources to, to make every child, every single child, regardless of background, regardless of, unfortunately, what, you know, lack of uh, pre-kindergarten you know, you know, schooling they may have had. It, it, how do we get all those kids on grade level? Get them, right. get, get them to be successful. And, and I think that's where we need to start. A big concern from a lot of parents, and you can see a correlation. It has to be with some of our test scores. Is our our student to teacher ratio? We've, we've got to get our hands on that. Um, you know the. I, I think our state allows, you know, up to 30 kids in the classroom. That's that's fine. That's state regulation, but that's not. We can't accept that. We've got to do better than that. We we uh, we hear a lot from our district about the great teacher-to-student ratios that they have during the summer school programs, where they have maybe. 15 to 1 ratio in some classes and then even a 10 to 1 in some of the earlier uh, sort of the K-4 and kindergarten classes. And these kids make some phenomenal improvements during the summer. Now most of the time they're concentrating on one subject matter like reading or whatever but you have a kid who in under 30 days in a June session of summer school that can grow a whole grade level. I mean, it's unbelievable. And I'm thinking sometimes when I see some of that data, I think, golly, what if we had a, in a perfect world, you had a first grade teacher that had 15. 18 kids or 15 kids? Yeah. That would be unbelievable, you know? Um, I, I tend to agree with you that just because it's a state standard mm -hmm. should not mean that that's what we settle for. Right, right. Um, I've said it all, I said it all throughout the campaign. I'll continue to say it. At the end of the day, I personally feel like Greenwood, Greenwood's better than this. Mm -hmm. Greenwood's better than this on so many levels. And we start with our children. We give them everything we've got. Right. 
and of course you and I both and, and seven other people are in a very important position to, to influence how we go about doing that. Right. And so we've got some really important work coming up for us. And you know, for those that have, those of you listening to the podcast, I'm super excited to start working with you guys and, and over the next four years, see how we can change things. I want to invite everyone out to every single board meeting. Yeah. The board meetings are public. Yeah. They're once a month. You know, they're only a couple of hours. And so I want to invite you folks to come out. So we're going to start wrapping up the interview here. So I ask uh, the, fir- the next two questions I ask everyone. Okay. <laughs> so the first question is, what does Greenwood do best? I, I think the one thing that Greenwood does best is Greenwood is always progressive. I think that we have always had visionary leadership going back to the folks that made the call to um, to, to basically have the resources of, of Lake Greenwood be, be Greenwood controlled way back when. Um, the visionary leadership of um, of the you know of, of the folks from Jim Self, James Self, that, that group that um, Roger Stevenson that saw the need for things like the Genetic Center and all. I mean, we've just always there. There, there are so many people from outside of town that will always say, "God, you guys got the great things. Like you got a great you know hospital. You got things like the Genetic Center." People always say, "How in the world do you have a Cracker Barrel and you're not on the interstate?" You know. <laughs> I mean, I just think we... We, we keep that secret to ourselves. Yeah, we just, we just have always been... Uh, it is, and and we, we, keep it a, we keep it a small town feel, but we just tend to be an area that is just, just progressive and wanting to do the best for our citizens. And I think from a school board standpoint, that's the same sort of um, leadership sort of style we should take, is that we're not going to settle for second best. And it's great to, to compare us to other districts, and we need to look at other districts and see what they're doing. But we can't sit back and say, well, woe is me. We're in Little Old Greenwood, and we have you know, X, Y, and Z obstacles. We, just, we, can't, we can't sit back and do that. We have got to do what we need to do to make our schools the best that they can be, not just in the state, but in, in the country. Well, I don't know if you answer that question or if you'll have an, uh, <laughs> the next question or if you'll have a different answer, but um, what does Greenwood need to improve on the most? Improve mm. on. From a district standpoint or just Greenwood in Greenwood general? Greenwood in general. Greenwood in general. Um, I think Greenwood needs to make sure, and I think with a lot of things that came up, in a lot of elections, both here locally and, in, and across the country, we just we need to make sure that we're always doing what we can to take care of all citizens of Greenwood, all areas of of, of our of our of our town and our county, and um, we just need to continue to make sure we're all working together. Um, and and it, even if we have a change, you know, it's. Um, I felt like many people have said this before, but the the collaboration that you have with a Charlie Barino and a Toby, Toby Chapel, which in a lot of counties you have um, folks that don't even talk to each other, they don't acknowledge that other side. We, that's great. We need to keep that going. We're going to have a leadership change, obviously, with our city manager coming up, and so the next person that gets into that role needs to to continue that 
that great working relationship with these with that other agency, and we need to, we need to continue to make sure that the school board the, 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 or the schools and the cities and the county and the economic development folks and the chambers and the United Way that we're all working together to make sure Greenwood continues to grow and prosper, right. and, and and to not be afraid to try new ideas and think outside the box and get ideas from folks that have lived in other towns and other parts of the world and we're you know we're a town that has um, yeah we have a lot of natives a lot of local people we've got a lot of international flavor as well so right. we, we are a melting pot you know? last question so <clears throat> we've already brought up that you have four kids mm-hmm so you and Stacy are very dedicated parents, and you try to give them as much of your time as possible. What do you and Stacy like to do to get away from the house, get away from the kids for a little bit? What is your secret to kind of keeping your sanity while managing four little ones or your litter of puppies, as you like to call them? Um, for us, quick, short-term things, we... Um, Sometimes just like to break away and even go on just a, a, a walk or something. You know, we like to be outside, um, like to go, you know, like to go to the mountains, like do a little hiking, things like that. Um, and, you know, just sometimes we just will maybe grow and grab some a bite to eat and tell the kids that we'll be back in a little while and <laughs> don't burn the house down and, and all this kind of stuff. So... Um, but no, we, 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 we don't get to venture uh, away from them as much as, as we should. Um, life, life doesn't allow us to do that. Yeah, we don't. Um, but we enjoy doing things w- with the kids. I mean, we, we enjoy going on family vacations and things like that. But yeah, we like to kind of get outside and, you know, do, you know be, be outdoors and kind of take a little break from stuff turn off the cell phone and just right. just get away uh, how um how can people reach you at south state they can reach me at my office it's uh 941-9215 is my direct line and um my um, contact information is also uh, for school board related stuff is on the uh the district's website under the um the board page and i've got my district email and what is your district email uh david trent at gwd50.org. And do you still maintenance your Facebook page? Do you check in on that? Yeah, I check in on... I'm not the best Facebook person in the world, uh, but but I do check Facebook every every so often. (laughs) Well, once again, I want to thank you for joining us on Greenwood on Deck podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, For all of our listeners out there, we're back. We're going to be bringing you more episodes. And again, thank you so much, David, for joining us. No problem. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Greenwood on Deck. Please make sure to check out our Facebook page, Greenwood on Deck Podcast. And we look forward to talking to you soon again, Greenwood.